Hello and welcome to Minified, a bi-weekly rundown of technology news that piqued my interest. I am your host Richard and I am looking forward to this episode. In this episode, we will talk about Apple WWDC 21, about the plan for React 18, about an exciting new PlanetScale database, and about the updates coming in Chrome 92. Stay tuned! WWDC 21 Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference is back this year for an annual teasing of what Apple has in store software-wise. The presentation was around two hours long and spewed out a lot of information. We've seen a sleeve of new updates coming to iOS, macOS, watchOS, and Apple once again reminded us of how much it cares for the privacy of its users. The newest Safari is capable of hiding IP addresses and the Mail app can block tracking pixels. And iCloud Plus, the rebranded version of iCloud subscriptions, can even generate randomized 10-minute email-like addresses that you can use when feeling not so sure about giving out your personal address. As is tradition, most of the content of WWDC wasn't really devoted to developers, but there were some updates for us developers towards the end and it was awesome. Apple introduced Xcode Cloud, which is a set of tools that bring sort of a native CI CD for App Store ecosystem. It will finally let us build our apps in the cloud instead of our machines, so it looks like we're gonna be able to have two whole tabs open in Chrome while building our native apps. Crazy! In all seriousness though, this is a very exciting update and I hope it will bring some much needed disruption to the iOS cloud building ecosystem because, to be honest, it kind of sucks at this point. It will also introduce webhooks and should support GitHub, GitLab and Bitbucket. And in other Apple dApp news, the Swift Playgrounds app for iPad gets an upgrade in the form of being able to build and even ship native apps into App Store right from the device. We also get a new CarPlay simulator and parallel testing. This could greatly improve our testing experience. There are also new APIs for messaging, which will let us read user status, new APIs for building extensions on Safari on iOS, and ShazamKit is also introduced for audio recognition. Xcode Cloud should be publicly available next year, and I can't wait to try it out. The plan for React 18. A new version of the popular React framework was recently announced by the React team from Facebook. And if you skim through this announcement in the blog post, it looks like the biggest goal for React 18 is performance. The concurrent mode that has been teased and discussed a lot in the past is finally making its debut. It is an opt-in feature that lets React prepare multiple versions of your UI behind the scenes and should increase the perceived as well as the real performance of your app. In order to opt in to React 18 performance features, you need to change the way you render the root of your application. The React DOM.render we all know will eventually be deprecated and if you want to get those performance upgrades, you can use the new root.render now. The API is very similar with a couple of methods shifting place and definitions, but it's no biggie. Another big update for React 18 is that Suspense is finally getting a full support in this release. If you're unsure on what Suspense is, it's a set of functionality that has been part of React since version 16 with limited support and it lets you wait for data to resolve before a state transition. You can wrap a portion of your UI in a Suspense component and provide a fallback prop with your loading component. 
Suspense then displays your wrapped UI only after the data inside of it is resolved, reducing UI clashes while your data is loading. For this release process, React Team is trying out something new. They have created a React 18 working group and invited a set of developers and library authors to help them collect feedback and collaborate with them on this release. Migrating to React 18 should be very straightforward since all of the new features are opt-in and there are no significant out-of-the-box breaking changes to component behavior. The alpha is already available under the at alpha tag on NPM and it should be available in beta after several months of collecting feedback and improving the RC with the React 18 working group. PlanetScale, the database for developers. From the people behind Vitae's comes a new database called PlanetScale that is focused on solving the scaling problem. PlanetScale is of the opinion that databases should have power and flexibility and should not make you want to quit programming. It looks extremely rad and promises the scalability of an SQL database without the pain of managing a schema. PlanetScale wants to prevent developers turning columns in their relational databases into JSON stores just to avoid schema migrations. This is achieved by utilizing their non-blocking schema changes. It's basically a workflow that allows users to update database tables without locking or causing downtime for production databases. It all works by letting the developers create branches of their databases for testing out their changes. These are sandboxed environments which are automatically deployed with a copy of the production schema. Similar to a pull request, the developers can create deploy requests for the database update once they have tested it and are okay with the changes. The deploy requests are reviewed by teammates and once all is approved, they move to the deploy queue. The deploy queue is the last stop before the change makes it to production. When the deploy request reaches the front of the queue, it's a one-way ticket to production town. On top of that, the process of deployment is sensitive to production traffic and if there is a spike, the migration scales down to avoid using up the resources needed for the increased traffic. PlanetScale looks very promising and I'm very excited to try this one out. Chrome 92 Chrome 92 is in beta since the 3rd of June and it brings a couple of interesting updates. Probably the biggest update is that developers will now be able to declare their web apps as file handlers. What this means is that if you are developing a PWA that handles text editing and you declare it as a file handler, the operating system of the user recognizes that and your app can be used to open files right from the OS. Another interesting addition to Chrome is the introduction of origin trials. They basically let you opt in and send feedback for new features in the browser. These features are organized in a handy origin trials dashboard where you can easily register for the ones you'd like to try out. There are some pretty interesting ones at the moment like fetch upload streaming or operating system based handwriting recognition API. With the improved media session API, we now get actions like toggle microphone, toggle camera and hang up. This basically enables us to handle these actions from the browser interface, meaning if the user puts our video conference call in a picture-in-picture -picture window, the browser can now display icons for these actions. And in other dev news, Chrome
Chrome 92 incorporates the 9.2 version of the V8 JavaScript engine, which lets us, for example, use the add function on arrays or the date period from daytime format method for improved human readable time formats. Before we wrap up this episode, just one quick reminder to all you developers out there, the Stack Overflow developer survey is open for submission. There are some interesting questions regarding virtual collaboration that are sure to bring us some interesting data about the last year's transition to working from home. Alright then, this is it for the fifth episode of Minified. Thanks for tuning in and I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next one. Cheers!